Welcome to the Books, Beards, Booze podcast, where we talk books, drink booze, and have beards. All right. As always, I am Bob of Tells by Bob. I'm the ass of the podcast, Derek. I am creative consultant, Tanya. Are you not going to add anything to that? No, no, no. No, you add something. Don't encourage her. And I'd say there's a little awkward pause there while we're all waiting anxiously for you to tack on. No, no, I'm trying to be serious. Y'all like Tanya. Super serial. Well, this is not, this is not a good episode for her. Well, she should have brought her little. Oh, I don't have my little. Yeah, where's your mustache? It's my tentacle mustache mustache is in a drawer at home. Next to the other tentacle based Mm -hmm. things. Yikes. (laughs) Yikes. People. No. (laughs) I know people I think who listen to this. No, Jeff. No. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So um, this week, I'm super excited for this. You know, mostly we talk about books on here. If. If gun to my head, somebody would be like, Bob, what's your podcast about? I'd have to say books, really. But this week, we're not about books. This week, we're about beards. 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 And we are talking about the history of beards today. Beardum, one might say. Beardum. Oh, what was the... Did did either of y'all know the word for beardy? Like, like... If you're a studier of beards. Beard, like a beardophile or something? I don't Beardologist? Know. No. You, you, you do your thing. I'll find the word. I have to Google it. I came okay. across it. And so, I was like, oh, wow. I'll, I mean, start, I'll me- start us off. We, we aren't going to do a chronological history no. of the beard. We just basically we went and looked and found Here's interesting, things, interesting about things about beard beards. history. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to start us off with the evolution of beards. Is it like All the right. evolution of dance? Yeah, close. Very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Um, so Charles Darwin first suggested possible evolution, a possibly well, a possible evolutionary explanation of beards in his work, *The Descent of Man*. Hmm. So he thinks that sexual sexual selection led to beards. Uh, that's been kind of confirmed by modern biologists because they've concluded that majority of women find men with beards more attractive than men without beards. So, bearded men get hmm. more sex, have more kids, so make beards more babies. make Just more babies. Just today I read an article saying the exact opposite. Well, that's wrong. I read an article that was in a similar vein very recently, maybe it was the same article, that um, if the marriage market is good, where like saw that as guys well. can guys have their pick of the ladies, they wear beards, but if the marriage market is tight, they shave because it makes them seem le- less aggressive. Oh, well, so so while scholars tend to agree that women, beards, attractive, blah, um, some, though, they don't know if the sexual selection is rooted in attractiveness, which would be intersexual selection, or in dominance, which would be intrasexual selection. So is it that bearded men appear more dominant and thus more attractive, or are beards genuinely more attractive? And the answer is both. Why not both? I was thinking about that little yeah. girl from that Taco Bell commercial. Why not both? Yeah, from what I understand, uh, the things that I was reading, that was basically saying that survey, and this is survey, this isn't actual, you know. Research. Research. Yeah. But survey that was taken showed that, like, women actually found men two-thirds percent attra- as attractive if, like, Clean shaven were significantly more attractive, but guys with beards were more confident 
stronger and had See, higher. We've done uh, a, we've done a couple bits of news on studies in here that it was like that clean shaven men were the least attractive. Men with like a, a five day beard were most attractive, kind of deal. Yeah. So I think your study's an outlier and it's wrong because. Well, and then you also uh, have to figure out who is paying for this research. Big, big razor. razor. Yeah. Well, I mean, is is big razor doing the the research that says you should be clean shaven? I mean, skeptics want to know. Yeah. Um. So uh, I think I I brought the most bits of news. So I'll go ahead and do another one, and then we'll let uh, Derek tackle one of his factoids. Um. This is going to be a shorter factoid. So knights, knights in the Middle Ages. I always kind of thought of them as clean shaven. I don't know. Like just I've always always just when no I, sir. Yeah. So, in Middle Age Europe, a beard was said to display a knight's virility and honor. Yep. So, like, uh, El Cid, he was described in the lay of the Cid as the one with the flowery beard. Hmm. And holding somebody else's beard was such a serious offense mm-hmm. that to be righted, you had to duel yep. over it. Like, 100%. it was... Yep. Yeah. Like, they would cut their beards off as, like, yeah. a, I mean, fuck you. So, while most noblemen and knights were bearded, the Catholic clergy were generally required to be clean-shaven, as a, uh, understood as a symbol of their celibacy, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's what they say, but really, all that is, is they didn't have a beard. Could so be they, laid. Yeah, they were, they yeah. weren't celibate by choice. They were, they were incels. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Catholics. I'm sorry. I take it back. <laughs> Oh, I was going to make another dig, but we'll stop. All right. Derek. Plenty of kids around. What's, um, what's your first topic so of beard history? My first topic is going to build directly out of that. Because as I was reading about beards in Celtic society, I learned all of the things that you just mentioned. Nice. With the ad- added... Th- so, but Larry Bird didn't have a beard. That was, that was Celtics, not Celtic. Oh. Also, speaking of that dichotomy... If I'm honest, I kind of fell down the Celtic versus Celtic rabbit hole more than I meant to at work. That's but fair. I was at work trying to prepare for this, My so I had a lot of different things. Had to, at work. had to push it aside. Had to to move on. I had worked my butt off. We're yeah. not getting into this. Um, but so by looking into that, I've Celtic and Celtic Derek got super lost yes. in yeah. that, and I just pushed it to the side because yes. anybody. That's not what this is about. No. What this is about, however, is. Celtic views on hair, particularly, sim- uh, and they viewed it as being particularly symbolic of spirituality and power. Dark hair was uh, terrestrial, blonde hair celestial, and red was magical. Because of its damn con- right. Yep, because of its uh, connection with power, it makes sense that tribes put a lot of stock in their beards as a sign of honor and pride, and cut them as punishment. Uh, Otto the Great would swear by his beard when he was trying to mm-hmm. get a point across or be serious yeah. to show the, the gravity of what he was saying. Uh, also, if someone were to cut your hair in particular, but beard specifically, uh, it was so shameful people would literally go into hiding until they had something grown back to show that they... Hmm. Can we just really take a moment to hone in on, on that red hair is magic? And uh, yes, we talk will. talk about how my red beard but My beard is was magic. red too. But oh, 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 it's magic. Also, but let's just you get know. past that because it's magic, but also considered demonic. Demon magic. Okay. So it's right. also well, a sign I mean, of the bad The demon luck. is arguably the coolest uh, member of KISS. So oh, God. that's cool. Arguably. Well, uh, I mean, is it an argument? 
mean, Paul Stanley. Cool, too. Well, I didn't know. But cool, yeah, the demon. I don't know, but the demon also, like, saying the demon's the coolest is kind of edgy. Like, ooh, look at you, edge, edgelord. Look at you, edgelord. Yeah, like but the what's demon the best most. name? Because it's Star, Star Child. Star Child, yeah. yeah, obviously, is the best name. Yeah. Cat. <laughs> Who here is surprised? Cat. Get the cat. All right. Okay. Okay. Oh, but also, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it was another thing. Yes. Uh, it was important. Oh, wait, that might be for my other factoid. Whatever. I learned this, either this one or <laughs> the other one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oops-a-doodle. So, yeah, we had a little oops-a-doodle there. Another, uh, so we, if I told y'all the, the methodology by which I have to record this, audio engineers would cry. Um, but so we're back. All right, so Derek. So uh, I can't remember if it was in this tidbit or the other one that I have, but I learned that a lot of people, a lot of warriors would grow beards specifically because it made their helmets fit better. Because oh. the chin strap wouldn't uh. hurt as much. Because so it's the exact there. opposite of firefighters today with their with their Mass. face masks. Yeah. Nice. Basically. Nice. Callback. Yeah. And doing um, my little research for beardy history things, I found where, you know, most military were like, you really need to, like, shave your beard because you know that's another way for you to get got it's the same reason why you know like a lot of don't wear head, scarves where yeah pull your hair up that kind of thing but then there were some folks in the military who were like man fuck you you're, <laughs> you're not even worthy of shaving my beard like you can't you're not gonna get to touch me so i'm not shaving my beard that's, it was yeah. like it's more the, of an insult to the, your enemy the that british, you didn't shave the british military required until 1912 that you have a mustache a mustache yeah hilariously enough there's a, a whole segment on an episode of Joe Rogan talking about Randy Couture because he always wears scarves. I don't know if you know who Randy Couture is. Randy Couture is a famous MMA. So he's more like gamer. Randy Couture. He's Yikes. Anyway, he wears scarves all the time. Neckerchiefs? The, the joke is he's basically just being like, bring it. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Go ahead and use this to choke me. You need the handicap. Yeah. 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 Nice. So, um,. The word that I was thinking of, like someone who admires beards, pogonophile, P-O-G-O-N-O-P-H-I-L-E. Pogonophile. So pogonophobia is the fear of beards. Huh. Big razor. Mm. Pogonophile. Mm. No, pogonophobic. Pogonophobic. Pogonophile. Not going to work. So yeah. All right. So here's my not next. E, not a job. It's <laughs> not that hard to say. <laughs> my my next little bit. So how do we end every episode? Talking about the blessing, blessing of, the beard, of the beard, right? Yeah. So where did I get that from? Something. Uh, we were talking about Judaism, we and were. we were talking about how Rabbi talked about Ted Cruz's beard and yada yeah, yada yada. I remember. So so here it is. The Bible in Leviticus nineteen twenty seven says. You shall not round off the corners of your heads, nor mar the corners of your beard. Mm-hmm. So, um, in Jewish tradition, that is, they take that to mean that a man cannot off. shave his beard with a razor with a single blade, since the cutting action of the blade against the skin mars the beard. But, you can use scissors, because scissors are two blades... Well, not everyone agrees on this, but some people uh, permit you can trim the beard 
because the cutting action comes from contact between the two blades and not the blade against the skin. I didn't see anything where they referenced like a you know, like a Mach twenty seven or whatever number they're up to. Yeah. Like, but it would still be against the skin, yeah. so it still wouldn't be. Yeah. Could you could you nair it? Uh, hmm. I don't you can know. Anywhere. Well, so so this is. I thought this was interesting. Hmm. So because so because of the the scissor thing, for this reason, some Jewish legal deciders, which are known as poskim, rule that Orthodox Jews may use electric razors to remain clean shaven because the razors the shavers cut by trapping the hair between the blades and the metal grating. Right. Um. So, but another. Uh, Poskim maintains that it's a razor-like action and prohibit their use. What are you cackling about? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Nothing. Derek. <laughs> I tried to kill her uh, All right. with a so, joke. So the Zohar, which the is... Zohan? Right. Don't mess with the Zohan. Don't mess with the Zohar. And for good reason. It's one of the primary sources of Kabbalah, which is Jewish mysticism. It attributes holiness to the beard... Mm-hmm. specifying that the hairs of the beard symbolize channels of subconscious holy energy that flows from above the human soul. Therefore, most Hasidic Jews, for whom Kabbalah plays an important role in their religious practice, traditionally do not remove or even trim their beards. They even said there's one guy who wouldn't even touch his beard because he was afraid of like dislodging hairs. Seems Yikes. Good. You need yeah. to brush that shit. Um... Well, not when you're holy. Yeah, not when... It probably smelled like corn chips. Who doesn't like corn what? chips? Yeah, everyone loves corn chips. Oh, I wish my beard always smelled like corn chips. of corn chips? Calm down over there. Corn chips smell bad. You what's, this... your, what's your bit of beard history? Oh, okay. So, um... Corn chip? Recently, <laughs> uh, we just crossed the anniversary of the repealing of the beard tax in Russia. Years and years and years and years and years ago. Hundreds of years ago. So, Emperor Peter I of Russia, um, back in the late 1600s, he went in disguise to, like, Western Europe to this... He, he called it, like, the Great Embassy. And he was wanting to, like, see how their navy was working and things like that. So, he spent some time out gallivanting in western gathering up intel yeah and so he comes he comes back to russia and he's like fam we're gonna do some things and he changes up the russian alphabet he changes their calendar and their banking and he's like oh and also whips out a knife in front of everybody like he has he's at this party at his house and he's like oh and by the way shink and starts shaving himself and his commanders so we're like, we're going to be shaven now because we need to be westernized huh. and fancy. And people flip their shit because Russian Orthodox Church, it's kind of blasphemous to not have facial hair. And uh, but he I mean, he declared all the men, all the men in Russia, you lose your hair. Well, you know, people not happy about that. So he eventually that was in 1698. So eventually he's decided maybe I can make a little money here. Yeah. So he's like, okay, okay, okay. You can have a beard, but you're going to pay a tax for it. And so that's how the beard tax came around where he still wanted people to be shaven. But if they paid, they could wear their beard. 
build their beard yeah so um if you were noble or a merchant you know the tax could be as high as 100 rubles a year but for commoners it was much much lower um and they had these little coins that they would mint um they had like eyes and a nose and little whiskers and a little beard on it that's awesome you know here's your token for the year was it was his name barney no Uh, barney ruble yikes (sighs) yikes no um but like on one of the coins i thought was really great um it said like beard tax token on one side but on the back around the edge it's like the beard is an unnecessary burden but that tax yeah was this the genesis of big razor i think so was he a shill for big razor probably so that tax the beard tax was started in 1698 and it lifted in 1772 in Russia. Huh. But they're not the only ones who've done a beard tax. Okay. Um, King Henry VIII of England did a beard tax, even though he himself wore a beard, but that was in 1535. His daughter, Elizabeth I, also did a beard tax. So, hmm. hmm. But most of all, all of them were graduated taxes based on your status. So yeah. if you had more, you paid more. Nice. Derek, what's your next bit of history? My my next bit of history goes to Japan. Which is weird for you. I know, Because so, right? you don't know anything about Japan. Right. I guess you're trying to broaden your mm-hmm. knowledge. Broaden my horizons. Yeah. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> so, beards in Japan. First of all, interestingly enough, we have a lot of different words for beards. We have goatees. We have different yeah. types of mustaches. Stuff like that. Japanese only have one word for facial hair. Glorious. It is hige. Now, the way they write it is different depending on what it looks like. Basically, yeah. Hmm. Like whether or not if it's just sideburns, if it's a goatee, if it's a so all these they have different ways of writing it in character. If it's a beard, it's, it's still... hige. If it's a goatee, it's hige. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, I'm just going to turn my chair towards you, Derek. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you now. Let's have yeah. a private conversation. So, <laughs> as far back as medieval Japan, facial hair or hige were, uh, was considered a sign of a serious man and as a sign of manliness. Due to this, samurai were known for having facial hair. It was important enough that men who could not grow f- facial hair would wear fake facial hair to, uh, or use things to darken their face where their beards would be to give the impression of hair or having hmm. a beard. Like even street toughs would go so far as to rub ash on their face. Yeah. To, to get make that them... like five o'clock shadow. Right. Hmm. So that their faces would have the impression of having a beard hmm. because samurai wore them. It was, uh, That's something to do. Largely considered a sign of your power. And, mm-hmm. uh, I see a trend here. Yeah, so uh, once the government settled down after a certain period of medieval Japan, uh, once they settled down into civility, the same signs of manliness and vigor started to take on a more ominous cast in the mind of of rulers. Facial hair that represented the samurai's fighting spirit, so continuing to have it gave the impression that there was something for the samurai to fight against. Mm -hmm. So it became a sign of rebellion and discontent. Because of this, lords made their people shave their facial hair and show to show subservience and loyalty. In all situations except one, can you guess what that is? Mm. World War Two. 
In one instance, they were allowed to keep their beards. If they went Ronin? No. Well, I mean, obviously then, because who the fuck are you going to listen yeah. to then? But basically, it was, if you had scars, they allowed you to keep oh. your, your beard to oh, cover... to cover the, up your mm-hmm. fucky face? Yeah. yeah. If you were hurt, they they were, you were allowed to keep your beard to cover it up. Huh. So um, that begs the question, would you, gentlemen, mar your lower jaw in order to keep having a beard? No. I I would make the argument... This is my moneymaker. I would make the argument that me without a beard is... Is marred. Yeah. Yeah. Is so marred that I should be allowed to keep it. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. But, uh, yeah. And then also it went further. Like, that's also why they were only... Samurai eventually only kept the back part of their hair. Yeah. They then tied up into a top knot where they shaved the, the... their top, the top of their heads. That was a later change that didn't happen at the same time as that, but it was for the same reason. It was showing signs that the samurai were had fighting spirit and stuff like hmm. that. Hmm. So they had to shave that off too. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Nice. So this, the philosopher beard, right? So in Greco Roman antiquity, the beard was seen as the defining characteristic of the philosopher. Philosophers had to have beards, and anyone with a beard was assumed to be a philosopher. Hmm. Seems legit. So, uh, shaving wasn't really widespread. has one, but... (laughs) So, shaving wasn't really widespread in Athens until, like, the 4th and 5th century BCE. Um, So, you couldn't really tell them apart. But when Alexander the Great comes around, like, he was clean-shaven, apparently. So, everyone was like, oh, shit, yeah. Fashion trend. Yeah. And so, it really... Like that really caught on in like Rome and whatnot. So everyone, everyone was super clean shaven. Like that was the thing. Well, so the idea of the philosopher's beard gained traction when in 155 BCE, three philosophers arrived in Rome as Greek diplomats: Carnides, head of the Platonic Academy; Cryolatus of Aristotle's Lyceum, and the head of the Stoic Diogenes, the head of the Stoics, Diogenes of Babylon. So everyone there is clean shaven, and they see these three super smart guys walking up with huge beards. So in the Roman mindset, beard makes a, beard equals philosopher. So the importance of the beard to Roman philosophers is best seen by the extreme value that the Stoic philosopher Epicytus placed on it. As historian John Sellers puts it, Epicytus affirmed the philosopher's beard as something almost sacred. To express the idea that philosophy is no mere intellectual hobby, but rather a way of life that, by definition, transforms every aspect of one's behavior, including one's shaving habits. If someone continues to shave in order to look the part of a respectable Roman citizen, it is clear that they have not yet embraced philosophy conceived as a way of life and have not yet escaped the social custom majority. The true philosopher will only act according to reason or according to nature, rejecting the arbitrary conventions that guide the behavior of everyone else. Hmm. And he was so serious about it that he what he said, and I like in one of his discourses, he put forth this hypothetical confrontation. Come now, Epicytus, shave your beard. If I am a philosopher, I answer, I will not shave it off. Then I will have you beheaded. If it would do you any good, behead me. The act of shaving would be to compromise my philosophical idea of living. And that was apparently a pretty legit, like, that wasn't really all that theoretical. Because the emperor Domitian 
had the hair and beard forcibly shaven off of the philosopher Apollonius of Tyana as punishment for anti-state activities. And this disgraced Apollonius, um, like, real bad. He had to, like, fucking dip out. So, yeah. Uh, well before his declaration of death before shaving, Epicytotitis had been forced to flee Rome with Domitian banished all philosophers from Italy under threat of execution. Couldn't have just look up how to say it. He just couldn't have done it. Man, there was a lot of a lot of names. I probably mispronounced <laughs> all of them. I think I got Dodge and he's right, but Cryolatatalitus and Carnades. No, that's probably all wrong. Carnitas. Carnitas. Mm. Carnitas. Mm. Did y'all have any more? Because I got one one more. Um, uh, just little tidbits. Nothing yeah. nothing to read, but just stuff that I remember from doing the yeah. research for this. It was like, there were kings who, like, you know, back in the day, waxed to seal an envelope to emphasize that, hey, man, I really mean this shit. They would pluck a couple beard hairs and put it in the wax and stamp it in. Huh. So, like, just serious that. Serious business. Yeah, serious business. Okay. Um, you were talking about being beheaded. Uh, I forget the guy, but there was some dude who had this long fucking beard and he was getting beheaded. Um, and before they dropped the guillotine, he like swooshes his beard out of the way. And it's like, never once did it commit a crime and like to keep it from getting nice. chopped. So nice. I was like, way to go, guy. Yeah. All right. So I have found our new fucking hero and his name is Joseph Palmer. Mm. His name is Joseph Palmer. All right. So... Early America, apparently, they were real anti-beard. And I mean real anti-beard. I didn't, you think, like, back in the day, folks, you think big beards. But, no. Like, uh, like early 1800? No, like, I don't think that. Come on, bro. The beards didn't come back until Lincoln. Oh, so, and Lincoln, the only reason he grew his beard is some little girl sent him a letter. He's like, you know... It'd look a lot better if you just put some hair on that mug. Yeah. And so he's like, hey, you know, maybe you're right. Yeah. And well, so, so, like, so in the 18, 1830s, Joseph Palmer had a huge beard. Well, not a huge beard, but he had a big beard. And he was the only person that had a beard. And so, like, at one point, a minister accosted him and said, Palmer, why don't you shave and not go around looking like the devil? To which Palmer replied, Mr. Trask, are you not mistaken in your comparison of personages? I've never seen a picture of the ruler of the sulfurous regions with much of a beard, but if I remember correctly, Jesus wore a beard not unlike mine. Fucking mic drop. Yeah. Right? So, all right. That's just the beginning. So one day in early May of 1830, I like to think it was May 4th, my birthday, um... Four men armed with yeah, scissors. Star Wars yeah, Day. Star Wars Day. Oh my god! Yeah. Four dude. men armed with scissors and razors attacked Palmer outside a Fitchburg hotel and attempted to shave him. He fends him off, pulling out a jackknife and wounds one of the legs of the people. So he got charged with unprovoked assault. Yeah, he was arraigned <laughs> a few days later before Judge David Brigham and fined. He refused to pay the ten dollar fine. The $40 in court fees and a $700 bond. Jesus. So that resulted from the conviction of the crime of defending himself. So they sent him to jail. He spent 15 months there. um, And he detailed it heavily. And he got treated like shit in jail. Uh, At one point, to prove how little food he was receiving, he gathered up all the food that he got over the course of a day and mailed it to the sheriff. To be like, look at this shit. Um... And so he, he, he wrote letters from jail. You know, he kept, insi- like, insisting that he was innocent. Uh, and he he insisted that he was innocent and that to pay a fine, even only $10, would equate to admitting his own guilt. 
So it becomes like a real big embarrassment to to the county authorities. And so they go there and we're like, hey, look, dude, we will we will waive the bond, just pay the fine and the court fees. And he said, and I quote, if I ain't a safe person to have my liberty, I ought not to go out. And I'm willing to stay in confinement till I am. So <laughs> eventually the judge had to go beg him. So the judge who fined Palmer goes, visits him in prison, begs Palmer to relent, and brings him a letter from his mom, who is well into her 80s, pleading with him to come home. So finally, after 15 months in prison, he paid the $10 fine. That was it. And guilty. left the jail. Well, Bobby was guilty. <laughs> and left the jail. Guilty. Um, he then, because of this time, he's like, well, this is some bullshit. He went on to become... Uh, he tried to become a prison reformer. He was big in the abolitionist movement. Hmm. He got caught up in uh, some hippie shit, basically. Uh, uh, there was a... So you're saying not everyone's perfect. Well, no, he, he got caught up in this uh, commune kind of deal. Like, these people had this idea of, like, they were going to start a commune together. And it's called the Transcendentalist Movement. And uh, so a bunch of them did this. And turns out he was, like, the only good farmer, or one of the only <laughs> good farmers. And everyone else kind of spent their time... Fucking off. Jacking off. Well, like teaching classes and philosophizing and whatnot. And uh, he, so they he end up, was like, Fuck after like, well, no, like after like nine months, they kind of closed up shop and he buys the farm and kept that farm till he died. Nice. Um, so Palmer died in 1873, by which time beards had become widely fashionable again. He is buried in Evergreen Cemetery in North Leominster and his grave marker bears a bearded portrait of him with the inscription, Persecuted for wearing the beard. The beard. Yeah. Love it. We we should go pay homage. Yeah. I want a shirt with his picture on it that says persecuted for wearing the beard. I don't know. Only if he, his beard is good. It was a good beard. It was a good well, beard. I haven't seen it, so, you know, um, I'm going to withhold judgment. So, yeah. I hope you all enjoyed our trip down history lane. Hope you all found it interesting, all these neat, cool beard facts whatnot there's a lot of meat left on this bone we didn't really touch a lot on religion uh, i mean i did a little bit about judaism but there is a ton of religious uh beardum beer in the beardum we might maybe next year we might do a episode on the religiosity of beards um i might get my beard to do a magic trick for y'all i don't know we'll see because my beard is magic mm. so yeah um and i guess in the coming week, as you approach the oddly upholstered couch that is your length of days, what? I hope that you find it comforting and good to nap upon, and it's may plaid. the blessing of the beard be upon you. Get the fuck out of my- oh, 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 wait, um, actually, uh, just kidding. Yeah, uh, forgot we had a poem. Some bitch and poem. Some bitch and poem. So, uh, God, you're getting so much learning on this yeah. episode. So this one's a short one, but it's a... H.P. Lovecraft poem. Did y'all know he wrote poems? You damn right he did. So this one is called Yule Horror. It's not Christmas time, but I just thought this was <laughs> wicked awesome, so we're doing it. There is snow on the ground, and the valleys are cold, and a midnight profound blackly squats o'er the wold. But a light on the hilltops, half seen, hints of feastings unhallowed and old. There is death in the clouds, there is fear in the night. For the dead in their shrouds held the sin's turning flight, and a chant wild in the woods as they dance around a yule altar fungous and white. To no gale of earth's kind sways the forest oak, 
where the sick boughs entwined by mad mistletoes choke. For these powers are the powers of the dark from the graves of the lost druid folk. Yeah, so there's you some Christmas spirit. Um, <laughs> so uh, now, um, as the as the again another one. Well, you gotta end it on a blessing of the beard. You can't. I mean, I know I've already done one, but people need to. It's a beard episode. Double we are, the we beard. are coming up to Easter, so yeah. double, double, the double double the beard, double the beard, double the blessings. So as the double mint gum, <laughs> it's, a, it's a statement of a great mint. Oh, it's double mint gum. <laughs> um, I hate us sometimes. <laughs> All right. So uh, in the in the coming week, as you drag your socks across the pale white carpet of your of your days, I hope that uh, you don't get shocked and that the blessing of the beard will be upon you. Oof. Thanks for listening to this episode of Books, Beards, Booze. Our co-hosts are Bob, Derek, and Tanya. Our producer is Bob. For more information, visit our website, booksbeardsbooze.com. Follow our social media at Tales by Bob. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and share. Okay, bye.